run, 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 because here's another episode of They're Coming to Read You, Barbara, a podcast book club for the strange and unusual. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rebecca. And today we have a special guest. She's a writer, a creative editor, also a voracious reader and a former library employee. This is Emerald. Hello. Thank you for joining us. I work with Emerald, and I feel like you and I just collect former library employees. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you quit public libraries and have moved on to something more lucrative, you should come on our podcast. She's like, let us show you the way. <laughs> so today we're talking about the Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendricks, and Rebecca is going to give us some author info on Grady Hendricks. Yes. All right. So Grady Hendricks is from Charleston, South Carolina where he grew up and spent most of his teen years in a public library. So that really goes on brand. Do you want to open your I do want to open my can! I'm sorry, I wanted to open my drink, but then I realized it would be awkward. (laughs) Oh, nice. Okay, go ahead. A little ASMR for you. (laughs) Uh, All right, so he worked at the... This was really hard for me to say out loud, by the way. Worked at the American Society of Psychical Research. Ooh, psychical? Psychical. Ooh. That's a word. Okay. Right? Um, He became a writer for Playboy magazine and then a film critic for the New York Sun. He uh, is most famous for the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, which just got picked up for a television adaptation. And he created, uh, instead of normal book tours, he did one-man shows to promote this book. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Interesting. He has a lot of books, uh, like, on my to-be-read list. This was actually my first one. I was also interested in that, and then Horror Store, Uh and uh, what is it? My Best Friend's Exorcism is Mm -hmm. him as well, so I was interested in this. But this book is about uh, a therapy support group for final girls. The protagonist is Lynette, who is kind of like a survivor of a Christmas massacre, kind of like the movie Silent Night. Um, and the group has started to think that they uh, no longer need to meet. Maybe the therapy group is no longer necessary in their lives. It's been decades since their attacks, and maybe they can move on with their lives. And then one by one, members of the group start getting picked off by a new killer, and Lynette has to pair up with her other final girls and her therapist's son to find who is uh, basically the new massacre killer. So, yeah. Massacre yes. <laughs> Massacre. <laughs> Killer. <laughs> Do you want to explain what a final girl is? Ooh, I actually you did not know that what that term was before reading the book. A final girl is basically the last woman left standing at the end of a slasher film. She's the one that has survived, has likely killed the killer, or maybe not. Um, and so she's just the last one left standing after having watched her family, friends, whoever get viciously slaughtered. I love that. And so to talk about Final Girls, uh, we're actually going to play our game first. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. We're getting it over with. So uh, your game is you have to identify the baddie and the franchise. And there is no scoring. So don't worry. No scoring. And we have five Final Girls. I'm going to tell you the Final Girl. And you have to identify the baddie or baddies. And the franchise. Oh, no. It's okay. You can work together, and there's no scoring. Right. Okay, here we go. Just embarrassment. Laurie Strode. Oh, you know this one? I Horror movies are actually not my forte, okay. so... <laughs> a 
so it's Michael I need, Myers. I need some hits. Halloween, right? Michael Myers, Halloween. Okay. Marilyn Burns. A hint will be that it she also shares the name with a similar character in the book. Marilyn Burns. And also, this is kind of a trick question because the baddie doesn't have a name in the film franchise. Oh, God, I have no I idea. I know, this one's tough. He has a name, but it's never said in the film franchise. This one is tough. I mean, I could guess, maybe? Take a guess. No, that's not Why a, not? That's not a good guess. I was going to say Friday the 13th, but he does have a name in that. That is not correct, but uh, it is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. And the baddie oh. is Leatherface, but he's not called Leatherface in that movie. Right, yeah. Okay. Okay. Final girl, number three. Oh, boy. This one is super tough because okay. she only has a first name. Okay. Okay? So her first name is Alice, but here's your hint. The baddie from the first movie shows up in the second movie as a head in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that one, that one. <laughs> Take a stab in the dark. Uh -huh. I'm really <laughs> proud of that. Is it Scream? <laughs> it is not Scream, but that's okay, a good you said guess. Stab. I know. I misled you okay. there. It is actually Alice is the final girl from Friday the Thirteenth. Oh. Who gets okay. taken down in the canoe after killing Miss Forties. Oh. Okay. Okay. Two more. Oh boy. Heather Langenkamp. I suck at this. No, you really? don't. Really, I'm like a terrible. These are guess. tough. These are tough. <laughs> These I'm are also sure. older movies. I think what's getting me is that we're going by the name of the final girl, and I'm like, who? I, <laughs> I can't remember names for crap, so. They do also play similar roles in the book, but, uh, so, if you can think about Heather in the book, who was her kind of movie connection? Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes, Nightmare oh, on Elm there Street. There you go, nice. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, and the last one, Sydney Prescott. Oh, let's scream. Yes, scream! <laughs> can you remember any of the baddies? Um, There's like two minutes. I know who plays them. Oh, you're doing first, better than the me. The first one, because it's Skeet Ulrich, mm -hmm. and it's what's his name, Matt, something, something like that. But Skeet, all the points. Skeet is so hot in that movie. He is really hot. <laughs> he licks the blood off his fingers. I know. <laughs> okay, so uh, now that we've talked about that, mm -hmm. let's go ahead and talk about. What were your thoughts on the book? Let's start with our guest. Emerald, thoughts on the Final Girls support group? I really enjoyed this book. I thought it was a very fun read. I really liked that the ending wasn't 100% predictable throughout. Um, I, I did not predict the ending. I made a couple guesses, and Jonathan knows this because I kept texting him, Oh, it's this person! Oh, it's this person! <laughs> um... And I also really enjoyed the use of the scary movie tropes. Yes. And the talking about, you know, the violence of... Interweaving, like, the theme of, like, the effects of violence through to, against women as entertainment. Weaving it in through this. So yeah. I... I really liked it. I yeah. thought it was fun. I thought it was a really fun read. I loved all of the connections to the movies. Yes. yes. And I feel like it made me like want to go back, and I actually did go back and watch several of them, because yeah. I was like, oh, I want to watch that one again. Yeah. Uh, and so I did really like that, and I still want to watch Silent Night, which I guess is like the one that is connected to Lynette. Uh, I couldn't tell if it was that, 
or if it was bloody uh what was it bloody christmas black christmas yes uh, which yes. i love black christmas yes. but i i don't think that's the movie they were going for for no. her um so i really loved that if you're a slasher buff You'll really enjoy this movie. It's very atmospheric. I don't know if our listeners can hear. (laughs) It's thundering outside. Uh, But I loved all of that. Uh, I had feelings about the ending, but we can talk about that in a little bit. I did enjoy the first half and the buildup more than the ending. I do feel like the ending got a little melodramatic, but at the same time, if you're modeling after a slasher film, the melodramatic was almost fitting. Yeah, I didn't mind the melodrama, and it's definitely campy. I have some critiques, but I will save them until you can share your thoughts. Okay. Um, I enjoyed the book. Probably not as much as you guys. Um, but I did enjoy the the tropes and the plot similarities between other movies. Um, those are from the like, Easter eggs. And I had a little chart at home over what character was what movie. Oh. I totally forgot to bring it. Um I liked the beginning more than the end, just like you guys said. Uh, it was kind of hard to put down for a while there, because you were like, oh my god, what's happening? Yeah. Um, but the ending, I was left a little, like, oh, okay. Yeah, for the ending for me, I did not buy the redemption of that character. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that, but I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. What was your thought on the redemption of that character in the end? I, I liked it. I know. I liked it. I appreciate it. I can't, I can't fully explain why I liked it without giving away the ending. Right. Yeah. Um, but I did appreciate the redemption of that character. Um, ooh, I'm locked in a bind as to what I can say or not say. <laughs> but I, I did like it, and I did appreciate that last scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also understand why you said that you couldn't get on board with that. Yeah, and we can do a spoiler alert. So if uh, it, since it's hard for you to fully express your thoughts, we'll just say <laughs> if you haven't read this book and you're going to and you don't want to know who did it, then stop listening now. Okay, go. <laughs> uh, so it turns out that one of the people behind uh, the crimes against the final girls is a newer final girl who sir, is a final girl from a known tra- a tragedy that happens at her school. And somebody seeks her out through the internet to kind of groom her into convincing her to help them carry out crimes against the the rest of the final girls. Um, And it manipulates her for about two years, I think, that they said he was talking to her online. Um, I really appreciated the ending where she gets a little bit of a redemption. Not much, because she's obviously still wanting to have an attitude with them at the end. Um, But I did appreciate that because I do still think that she was a victim. She was very young. She was getting groomed by somebody through the internet. um, And she is still a final girl. I think she absolutely deserves what happens to her at the end. Mm -hmm. But I liked that the rest of the final girls didn't just abandon her. That they all showed up there for her to continue the support group. I can see that. And it reminded me of the end of the newest Scream Mm -hmm. Uh, where you have a male and female duo, spoiler alert, female duo, and then one of them is a much younger girl who you could argue was kind of coached into it. But for me, once you start murdering people, 
I really don't care what happens to you. <laughs> so I found okay. the ending of Scream more satisfying. <laughs> right. But well, I also think that like part of the thing that they talk about in the book is that when you're a final girl, unlike the victims of other crimes, it's never really over because somebody somewhere is going to get weirdly obsessed with your case and come back and make a play for you again. So it is this idea that even though she has wronged the group, she is still a final girl, and if anything else ever happens again, she may or may not be another potential victim. And that is something that actually I didn't like about the book, was it had a little bit of scream logic, where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, if you're a final girl, you're a celebrity, which isn't true. Yeah. I can't name any final girls. No. But I don't think that it did that. I think because, I mean, Lynette makes it pretty clear to her, like, you're going to be forgotten about. Right. Nobody's going to care about you. But they also have, like, each of them have, like, franchise deals and blah, blah, blah. And I just don't necessarily buy that that would translate in real life. But it is. I'm not faulting Grady Hendrix. It's a genre trope. Franchise deals that none of them are really profiting off of. Except for Marilyn. Except for Marilyn. Who yeah. Really, who really decided to twist things to suit her needs. <laughs> yeah. But like, she so, was my favorite, though. <laughs> I liked Marilyn a lot. So I like that trope. Like, I enjoy it, but it's also one that I never buy. Like, in the Scream movies, where somebody's always trying to kill Sidney Prescott to become famous. I'm always right. like, I have to squint my eyes, because that's so not true. Yeah. And I'd never buy that. But uh, do you have a favorite slasher? I know that it's not your preferred genre, Emerald. Um, I do love the the Halloween movies. I mean, like, that's just every Halloween I like to watch it, so. That's my favorite. I love Laurie Strode. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, particularly in those first two movies. And so for me, Laurie Strode is the ultimate final girl. I have gotten a kick also out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Those are too much for me. They are... I don't know. I, I find so many parts of them funnier rather than scary. <laughs> They're so that. ridiculous. That is so... The idea of being like trapped with a really gross family that is like, maybe they'll murder you. Maybe they'll like do stuff to you. <laughs> it's I, just that franchise freaks me out there's, in the same way Saw does. There's a yeah. ridiculous yeah, scene where Saw. in one of them where she finds out that Leatherface is actually like her cousin and suddenly he's going <laughs> to protect her. And she like throws him his chainsaw and is like, do your thing, cuz. And it's ridiculous and I eat it up. <laughs> That's very funny. Do you have a favorite final girl, Rebecca? Um... No, not really. I mean, I guess if I had to choose, I would choose Sydney Prescott because the screen movies are top two, top three favorites. Yeah. Um, I love the Nightmare on Elm Street collection, mm-hmm. but like, I'm not super familiar with like the characters that are the final. Yeah, ones. I think Heather in Nightmare on Elm Street is kind of. Yeah, mm. obviously I forgot that that was her name. So. She's kind of a whiner. I think if anybody f- remembers like somebody particular from that movie, it's Johnny Depp in that crop top. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> For me, it's more about the horror side of it. Yeah. Um, than remembering the person who survives. Like I, I, get I get so wrapped up in the evildoer and the weird things that they do. That the other people get kind of like, which movie was that? Is that one, two, three? I can't remember. That's yeah. probably saying a lot in relation to the book that we just read. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Become, you become much more, in, people are much more interested in the crime that happened and the killer and nobody really thinks about the final girl anymore. Yeah. That's probably me. That is interesting. Maybe that does translate to why you're it less interested in this movie. Yeah, exactly. I, I think know. that's why, because I don't, like... 
I don't want to bother with the connection with the main character. Yeah, because what if they bite us? She confuses me the mm-hmm. whole time. Like, is she hallucinating? Is it real? Yeah, I get that. So I was just... Mm. I get that. Uh, so, uh, would you read more by this author? Uh, me, maybe, because I've heard a lot of good things about the vampire one. Yeah. Um, and the other, what was a horror stories one, mm-hmm. sounds really good too, but... I would because he has like four big ones that everybody talks about in that genre. Yeah. But I will say like I don't necessarily think this is a great horror book. No. It's a fun book. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think in 10 years I'll be like oh you like horror you should read this one. Right. Would you read more Emerald by this author? Um, I would probably give the vampire one a shot. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would make it like next on my list, but right. I will probably at some point read that book. And I wouldn't classify this as horror either. I would classify it as a thriller. Yeah, I think so too. Do you have thoughts on casting if this was a movie? I do. Oh. <laughs> and maybe as we do this, we can like kind of, as we're going through the characters, talk about what movie we think they were inspired by too. You guys will probably be better at that than me. Okay. Uh, so let's start with Lynette. What movie do you think Lynette was? Um, Lynette's the main character. Mm-hmm. And then, so... She was the Christmas mouse. Yeah, yeah, so I guess Silent Night yeah. was my best guess. Yeah. Okay. Do you have thoughts on casting of the main character? I was thinking Jennifer Garner, specifically in the recent movie that she did called Peppermint. I okay. kept seeing her. Okay. I kept seeing Sandra Bullock. Which I also understand. Yeah, I think Sandra Bullock would be really good in that role. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I didn't think enough about her to cast her. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca only casts the killers. <laughs> I, I just didn't visualize any of them. Okay, interesting. Sorry. Makes okay. It really boring this That's time. okay, that's okay. Uh, so, Danny, who is the kind of silent lesbian butch type... Uh, I pictured, like, if it was a movie, I thought she was Halloween. Yes. Because she's being hunted by her brother. Yes. Who escapes from an insane asylum. And yes. I pictured Janine Garofalo. I did not picture anyone for Danny. I had trouble coming up with someone for her. Interesting. Yeah, I could really picture Janine doing that role. And I just love Janine Garofalo and would put her in anything. Um, and then you have Heather, who's like the Nightmare on Elm Street, I thought. Yes, yes. Because she has the Dream King yes. is her killer. Um, and I pictured Brittany Murphy. And if she's I was a hundred percent with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly in that movie, Don't Say a Word, mm-hmm. where she's yeah. like really crazy and has no shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could see one. that. I doubt Heather wore shoes the entire book. Yeah. I feel like she was barefoot the entire thing. Ew. They yeah. never said so, but I felt like it. I can see that. <laughs> uh, and then for uh, Marilyn. Who I think it's pretty obvious is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She yeah. even has the same name. Yes. Uh, you said. I said Reese Witherspoon. I was also thinking Julia Roberts a couple times. Oh, interesting. Either one of them, I feel like, could pull off the very like s- sweet Southern like, "Hi uh-huh. there, darling." Meanwhile, I'm pulling a taser out of my purse. I pictured yeah. Nicole Kidman almost. Oh wow! So someone, but I feel like all three of those people are very elegant and like a list. I was picturing someone older. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, I was picturing, like, I can't think of her name, but the blonde woman from, I think, the Designing Women or something. Oh, okay. Yes. Jean Smart? Yes. Yeah! I would 
definitely watch Gene Smart in a horror <laughs> movie. That would be great. But for some reason, I pictured her older. Uh, and then, uh, I didn't have thoughts on Sky, the killer. I don't know why. He was a teenager. Just, I was like, put yeah, anybody in there. Yeah, just... But average I, black hair. Not even, not maybe an emo. Wasn't he an emo kid? I could kind have of. He did have the tactile boots, I guess. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I feel he like did. An emo kid. Uh, but I did have very strong thoughts on the sheriff that there's like a l- romantic energy between him and Lynette. Yeah. I pictured oh. David Arquette. Okay. Uh, I don't know, maybe because of the Dewey character, but I really pictured David yeah. Arquette. I picture someone sexier, like Timothy Olymphant. Oh, okay. Yeah, whoa. Now I want to watch that. He wasn't necessarily, like, sexy, but he had, like, a, like, yeah. oh, charm to him. I was I picturing, what's his name, Woody Harrelson? <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> he would fit. He would fit really well. Uh, so... What else are you guys reading, watching, or listening to? Let's start with Emerald. Tell us something that you're enjoying. Uh, well, I just finished Bridgerton <laughs> and yes. am watching Bridgerton again. Uh, watching, I also did just start Hulu's The Girl from Plainville. How is that? So far, I'm very much enjoying it. Elle Fanning is wonderful, and she so far is really capturing a character who is a complete narcissist mm-hmm. um, and just wants to make everybody's tragedies her own. However, at the same time, is still portraying the fact that this person did have their own very real uh, mental health issues, but you're still not on her side at all. I really want to watch that because I think she's super talented. I love Elle Fanning. Yeah. She has not led me wrong yet. Yeah, she's awesome. And I like that she's like so young because I'm like, we have so many years to enjoy you. <laughs> I think she's going to age well. Too. I think so too. Like yeah, I think we'll get to see her be like a Nicole Kidman and play great roles yeah. into her 50s. So I'm excited about that. I think so too. Reading, I'm about to start the next Outlander book, which I know some people have mixed. Nice. Mixed ideas about Outlander. I personally love it, and I'm yeah. about to start the most recent one, the Go Tell the Bees That I Am Gone. It's very large and imposing, but I am ready. So you like the books as yeah. well as the show, then? I do, and I know, uh, for example, my mom is actually an Outlander super fan, and she has gotten to the point where she can no longer watch the series because she feels like it's just not the same, which I understand, but I'm also very good at compartmentalizing, and if a book and a movie stray too far apart, yes. I'm like, I can judge them on their own entities. Exactly. Yeah. I've had to do it for Harry Potter, for Game of Thrones. Yes. I can do it for Outlander, Lord too. Lord of the Rings. Lord yeah. of the Rings. <laughs> Rebecca, what is something you're enjoying? Um, I just started Bridgerton season two today, mm-hmm. so I'm recently enjoying that. But I have to be the unintellectual here. I love Human Resources on Netflix, which is the why is that unintellectual? <laughs> it's on my list. Jonathan and I worship Ali Wong. Yeah, yeah, she's the main <laughs> character. Yeah, and her name is Becca. Yes, I <laughs> um, love that. Um, it's all my favorite characters from Big Mouth. And it's just them, and I just love the writing from Big yeah. So that's that's what's keeping me. And you have the big mouth tattoos. Yes, so. and because of this uh, season, I want more. Oh, Rebecca has the depression kitty tattoo. The big purple cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll tell you something I'm watching, uh, which is Pose. 
season three. I finally got into post season three. It It is so good, and I'm so sad because I'm like, this is it with these characters. There's no more Mother Electra. There's Mm -hmm. no more Blanca. And I don't know. It's like bittersweet because I love these characters and I'm sad to see them go. But I'm glad to see them exit my life before they get gleed. You know, like sometimes a Ryan Murphy show can go on too long. But lately he's been really good about giving us a show, giving us enough and being done. Kind of like with Hollywood or uh, uh, the feud show with Betty Davis and Joan. I loved that because... Like, he knows where to find an endpoint, and I feel like he's probably going to find a good endpoint for Pose. Yes. I love that you just used Glee as a verb. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a show that, like, I liked until a certain point, and I was like, now I'm done. Yes. I don't want to know anymore about these people. That's that's me with Grey's Anatomy. Yes. I got to season, I think it was five, and I was like, Okay. That was me in Game of Thrones. Game I was of like, Thrones, yes. Unpopular uh, opinion. Yes, I'm like, I need this to end now. Yes, they ruined so. my favorite character. I, yeah, I cannot talk about Game of Thrones without needing a therapist. Right. It's very upsetting to <laughs> Add me. Add it to the list. <laughs> I feel like the writing on that last season was very much, let's show women a lesson. Let's kill the character they love mm-hmm. in a terrible way. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot. I'm hoping that... Uh, J.R.M. comes out with his new book at some point and fixes it all and makes it all better. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so either. I think it's going to be like the Wheel of Time series where someone else has to finish it. I think so too. Uh. He's being so stubborn about it. Him and Patrick Rothfuss are just sitting off in a corner co-writing on other short stories. Meanwhile, both of their series are just like, maybe... Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe they got too intimidated by their own legacy. Because for me, I feel like if I'd had a hit book like that, I could never write a sequel to it. I'd be like, those characters are done now. Yeah. Yeah. So, for the Final Girl support group, what would you give it out of ten, Rebecca? Um, like a six. A six for yeah. you. I think for me, it's a seven. Because I enjoyed the ride. Sometimes I did have to squint my eyes at the logic because I was like, this is part of the genre. It doesn't have to make sense. Um, But then the ending, literally on the last page, I got angry. Mm -hmm. So for me, (laughs) that knocked it down a point. Emerald. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Okay. The little half is because I kept getting like nostalgic of two other things that I really love and seeing those to get those like features together I really liked. Um, there's a book called The Power by Naomi Alderman. It's a sci-fi, uh, it's not the same genre, but it had that similar kind of like interspersed throughout the book. There's like evidence. Okay. Which is similar to this one that had like newspaper articles and, and letters and notes and things like that. But I also kept thinking of The Cabin in the Woods, which I love. <laughs> yes, I can see that. And I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. So, yeah. I get it. Because that movie kind of taps into like making fun of the genre it's also participating in. And I think it was because I was thinking of that movie that I was able to enjoy this book more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of do that in Scream, too, where yes. they're making fun of the genre while also fully diving in. Yeah. And I do like that. Yeah. The the book on a whole reminded me of Scream. Yeah. I can see that. And it increased my, like, nostalgia love for Scream. Yeah. I think for me, what lost me was on that last page, him trying to be feminist out of nowhere. I was like, nah, I don't really... I didn't want that. I wanted justice. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I actually didn't realize that it was written by a dude. 
<gasps> Interesting. I didn't like look into the author. I just was like, oh, okay. I think that speaks pretty highly of him then, that he could Perhaps. write female characters and it not necessarily cross anybody's mind. Mm-hmm. I did feel like Lynette was pretty fleshed out, and I liked that. Yeah, and I also didn't feel like there was a need to relive each of their traumas mm-hmm. right. too much. Yeah. You know enough to know what happened to them. But it's not going over every single gory detail like it's some sort of salacious tidbit. Yes, I agree. And I appreciated that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I would say also that there's a bit of a trigger warning in here for like cancer loss. Yes, that's true. I couldn't read that chapter. I stopped reading it and skipped to the end. That's true. I had not thought of that. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. I just want other people to know. Yeah. If they read this book, just. I mean, Rebecca and I had to give up on another book, and it's by someone that I really admire because that book was about uh, a uh, LGBT, um, what's the word? Therapy. Conversion therapy. Conversion therapy. And I, that was extremely triggering because yeah. I've had some incidents uh, where that was like something that was presented as an option for me, and it was really frightening. Mm-hmm. So I had to give up on that book. Uh, so, Rebecca, you and I have to choose a book for our next episode. Mm-hmm. And we're doing Snow Glass Apples, so we've already settled on that, yes. but we have to choose one for after that. Okay. Do you have a nominee? Um, there's a book that just came out that I really want to read called Witchlings. Okay. Which may not be up your alley, but I okay. just want to read it. And so Ooh, like what's that one about? <laughs> um, it's about, it's a young adult book. It's about, um... A coven and different covens, and each coven is like a Harry Potter house, and so it's about these preteen, teenage witches. Yeah, I'm in. Coven I'm adding witch. that. Okay, that's what we're doing. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. It's this one, right? Yeah, which. Okay, perfect. Witchlings by Clarabel A. Ortega. So if you want to uh, read along with us, Yay. that's what we will be doing the episode oh. after next. But for next episode, we're going to be doing Snow Glass Apples. Mm-hmm. And that is by Neil Gaiman. Yes. And illustrated by, let me find it. Hold, please. (laughs) Because I want to give credit because uh, the illustrations are honestly beautiful. Uh, By Colleen Doran. The music for They're Coming to Read You, Barbara, comes from Eric Matias at www.soundimage.org.